The adult beverages are poured, the kids are asleep. Welcome to New Dad Gaming, a show about fatherhood, gaming, and new fathers figuring out their gaming lives. My name is Trevor, and I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And I'm Jeff. I have an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. And we also have a 40-year-old. Friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was good. I like Smooth. it. Smooth. Yes. Radio, radio transitions. Everybody... I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Bill from a great podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40. So highly recommend everyone goes and checks out this podcast. It's got a great trajectory. There's been some great buzz around it. He's doing quite well. And for good reason. It's a fun show. And not just because we're on it. That's you know, we yeah, part of just, it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, a small part. But uh, besides us, there's some great guests and really interesting folks and an interesting premise around when a gaming dad turns 40 and looking back at the gaming his gaming comeuppings yeah you know how would one reflect so it's a really great show and obviously we're just so humbled and grateful to be made a part of it i think our episode will be coming in the coming weeks so bill thank you so much and everybody we highly recommend a gamer looks at 40. yes now me myself almost being 40 you would wonder is there any chance that i can play a modern twitchy first person shooter in a multiplayer world what's the answer yeah <laughs> just maybe <laughs> oh yeah okay so much to the surprise well we'll call it surprise surprise isn't so much that a weird internet rumor turned out to be true right where all of a sudden the internet got buzzing especially twitter hey halo infinite the especially the multiplayer part is going to launch early it's coming on monday or Tuesday, I think it might have been. Yep. And it's just one of those rumors where in the back of your head, there's like, there's no way this is actually coming true. And I think, Jeff, you're actually, you might have told me that. I don't think and before we recorded, I actually had even heard of the rumor. Yeah, I think I informed you. And you're the one with the Xbox and Game mm. Pass. So you should have known. But yeah, it was like one of those things like, why would they shadow drop it without any notice on a random day in the week when, you know, Forza is having great success, but mm -hmm. it happened. It happened. And I think you played some of it, right? So yeah. interested <laughs> so, to hear like success. <laughs> yeah. Success. Yeah. Success. Yeah. Success. <laughs> no, yeah. The thing to say would be, I had some fun. So Good. I got in, it feels fantastic. Like this is Halo. You know, like, that's not a big surprise, but just to report what you hope is the obvious. It It is exactly coming home. It feels phenomenal. It's got some new tricks up its sleeves and obviously a great coat of paint, but it is Halo. It is that Halo experience you crave. But I was coming into it, I was wondering, I'm not good at shooters. Right. right? Okay. Look, I can I can shoot the gun like I know the general idea of it. <laughs> well, that's okay. Good. That's it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gun points that way. I got yeah. that part. Yeah. No, no. I mean, in so much as that, it's not. I'm not a complete incompetent. If you just given the controller off of someone who's never played it before, okay, like yeah. I can grasp the concepts of it, and even like some of the bigger ideas around like don't stand still, like constantly be strafing left and right, like jumping, come like try to get higher ground. Fine. Uh, but I do suck at them. <laughs> okay. So very humble. Yeah, it's, I like it. Yeah. And that. And it's not, this is not about, I didn't want to come in and be like, I want to be a champion and that's the only way I can have fun. Right. But generally what I've found in, in multiplayer shooter experiences where I've enjoyed myself is like you get in and you manage to get a few kills. You know what Dang I mean? Like, yep. 
yeah, it, you know, there just seems to be many where you'll get in and the be it the skill level is so far high up that you just can't get a shot off edgewise. You have zero kills, 40 deaths. Am I having fun yet? And you leave. Right. Yeah. So entering Halo, it was just that question. Like I had so much fun with local multiplayer with my friends back in the day. Four of us sitting there playing it, getting a couple kills in, like good battles. Could this replicate it? And in some way it did. Like I got in, I had a number of kills in a match, more deaths. Like to be clear, I'm not good at this. Like I'm not winning right. this game. But participating, game, you get you're participating, so you're helping. <laughs> I'm having fun. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm getting some successes. I can get a few kills. Yeah. I in a capture the flag match, I captured the flag once, and I ran the entire way. I contributed to the team. You're one it of was... the few that actually did the objectives. So yeah. you're good. You're like, <laughs> no, I have a list of things to do. We're gonna do them. Yeah. Capture the flag, number one. Chores, chores before fun, everybody. What have we learned? <laughs> <laughs> but um. Went through, it was a pleasant surprise. It was just felt great, felt crunchy. It is the Halo you know, and perhaps just in how they built it or in the team structure of it, you're able to kind of stomp around and get a couple kills in. And I think that's as that's the low bar that I have for these things. And I've been thinking of it ever since. Like I've wanted to get back in and give it another shot. I want to like play it a few more times. I don't know that this will become a staple of my gaming, much like uh, Horizon is, but... I'm just happy to know that this is a title that I think will be approachable to people who maybe had some familiar fun experiences with the franchise and want to get back in. Does does hearing that like prompt like make you wish you could be jumping into it or be you part of your world off? there, Trevor? Because yeah. <laughs> you can get some easy kills against me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never been like a huge Halo fan, um, but I could see myself enjoying it because it's very. I love Unreal Tournament back in the day, mm. and it's kind of got those uh, same vibes to it, right? There's vehicles, there's objectives, there's maps that are like near and dear to everyone's hearts that are, mm -hmm. you know, rebuilt and repurposed. And so I, I can see it like that. Um, with it being kind of your not really a staple in your gaming rotation, do you think that's because it could be easier to play, let's say, Forza? in front of your kids versus this like i don't know if you're allowing your kids to watch you like there's no blood and guts and stuff but it still is like mm. a little older in terms of what's happening but is that something that you've considered like maybe you can't play this while your kids are running around at least maybe after after bedtime i don't know yeah no so great question uh at the moment i'm not really doing any gaming in front of them okay so with the with their particular ages and their I want to say mentalities, but just <laughs> with who they are, it, it tends to be a very full contact sport. So if we if we're gaming, we're playing their games, okay, right? Yep. And generally during the way the household is going at the moment, I'm not really playing video games during the day while they're awake. There's just there's so much stuff going on that I don't yet have that time. Okay. So not a question I've had to deal with yet, as of yet. I would think this would definitely lean on the more violent side. There's something about how visceral it is something about the actual guns actual bullets like there's no blood and guts flowing around mm -hmm. so it's not hyper violent or hyper graphic gore type of thing but the way the combat goes and how close it is to well excuse the ignorance here but how closer it is to actual war as warfare as far as like guns and grenades like real imitating real life 
to yes. a degree, in, in, imitating in a, to a degree real life weaponry and such it, it hits a bit too close how would you fall on that yeah like they were you mentioned on the show that they played plants versus zombies right so mm-hmm. they're still much in that kind of uh, not cartoony world but again less realistic this de- halo definitely does have like that military vibe to it too mm-hmm. so to have you know um guns pop off and sound effects all over the place and people yelling at you i don't know if there's voice chat on or not but um with my oldest he has a friend that plays battlefield not the newest one but an older one and he wanted to download it first of all downloading Mm. battlefield is like a day's worth (laughs) (laughs) it's like two months worth of data not to mention too of time yeah it's got quite the updates but uh i'm not quite there with him yet just because of his maturity level is not something that he could process this Hmm. so i'm kind of in the same field with or same ballpark as you but my kids are much older so it's just a a matter of where they are like you said mentally right Mm -hmm. if he probably wouldn't even like it do you know what i mean he just wants to do it because his friend wants to do it so we're not there 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 either and i just i don't know again they're happy with their own other games so has that come up though so do you have some time where you're able to play games in front of your kids and have you began to play a game and stopped thinking i can't (laughs) i cannot have this on in front of these people yeah um there's certain games that i i know something's going to be a little bit too mature for them to Hmm. get into um but if it's like an open world game, I'm going to bring up Witcher because I played that forever. Mm. But they enjoy the world of that and to see it. Even Skyrim, I've played in front of them. But when it gets into like, I don't know. Adult situations? Yeah, like there's bodies <laughs> that are not covered. And, <laughs> uh, that is the most dad way to describe that. So there's bodies. We're a family show here, Trevor. Yeah. We're a family show. Super. Kids are listening. Okay. They're I hope not. Innocent little ears. <laughs> We're talking about kids. We don't want them listening. <laughs> These little jerks. Do. I don't want them to listen to me. <laughs> they will replay it back and hold it against us. But mm. um, yeah, the, uh, like, you know, that there's even scary situations. And Skyrim's like almost laughable to someone of mm. our age. But to my eight-year-old, it's some of those cave systems freaks them out. So I, I won't. I'll do fun stuff uh, in the gaming world with them if I'm not trying to beat it. So I almost yeah. have another save file, which is maybe a good dad <laughs> There tip, we go. Right? Something that you could just boot up and show them stuff, knowing that there's nothing going to happen that's bad or horrible, <laughs> dismemberments like... or whatever. So, Oh, it's so going to backfire at some point. <laughs> like, what's the worst that could happen? Hey, Witcher. Oh, hey. turn it off. Turn it oh, off. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't stop it. I can't skip the Chris scene. Remote. No. Not so, I don't know. And, and, you know, hiding this from your kids too, right? Halo Info, it just means that you can get better so that when mm-hmm. they jump in, yeah. you can hold your own, right? I don't. That feels like such a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> and with their y- young, like, <laughs> nimble fingers, it just feels like it's going to be a matter of, like, hours before they just completely supplanted yeah. me. Your reaction time's off the charts. You're just like, <laughs> I don't even, you must be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it reminds me of the um I remember having something with that with my wife even just w- with Final Fantasy 12 oh where well it's with the bunny again right the bunny yeah I was about to say so Fran and her whole class of people and they just it's basically just playboy bunnies and they're wearing thongs and they're running around 
And she's always in my party because I find her to be one of the more compelling characters. Like, it's just intro. <laughs> I, okay, I swear. Compelling. The story. in quotes, folks. Compelling. Yeah. No, legitimately compelling. Like, I love the um, Balthier and uh, Fran working together. Yeah. Always two of my favorite characters. So having them in my party the whole time. But there I am with my Switch. And I got this, like, thong bunny running around. Yep. <laughs> it's just like... How am I supposed to explain this? It's like, no, dear, it's for the story. She's she's a very compelling character. She's very deep, I swear. Yeah. And that's so, one of those stories that are like super political too, right? Like it's got yeah. some depth to it. And you're like, no, no, seriously. It's like where these two warring factions and they're building up. No, no, no. There's just a Playboy bunny on screen. So, you know, roll your eyes. Sure, sure. It's like, and out of the party, I'll, I'll bring Van in. <laughs> <laughs> Play, Playboy Van with his shirtless, uh, utterly unnecessarily shirtless uh, <laughs> visage. Oh, but uh, so that Final Fantasy XII can also be considered a retro game, retro game, which brings us nicely into our next topic. So, what I, what if I told you there was a device, Jeff? What if you told me? Okay, you've rhymed off a lot of devices. Yeah, you I love know. your. Pocket devices. So. Oh, I'm such a sucker. But what if I told you <laughs> that for about $100, okay. in your hand, you could hold every game from your childhood? Wow. That's but a you're lot like, of what memories. about this? No, no, no. Every game from your childhood. But what about this? No, no, no. Every game from every your game. childhood. Every game. It's a lot of games. It happens. So that I just got put onto the trail of a new generation of handheld emulators. Uh, they're shipped in from overseas. Uh, often they come with ROMs or uh, allow you to download ROMs. Uh, the one that I got happened to come with a whole bunch baked in. So I'll assume that uh, it's all above board. Absolutely. Until they accounted for. But we are talking. <laughs> so the one that I got in particular was the Enbernic RG351P. Just rolls off the tongue. It really does. I can totally remember that. <laughs> But if you can get a, to try to imagine in your head if you've never seen one of these things, if you took kind of the form factor of a PSP, yeah. but shrunk it down and then jammed it together with a Nintendo DS or a Nintendo Advance, Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. that's what this is. And it feels like fantastic. It is an awesome feeling unit. Came with over like a thousand games. Oh my God. Uh, if you get into the ROM world, you're able to get whatever one you want. Now, I found, I've found generally from reviews that it starts to have some issues if you go PSP and higher. So if you're trying to get into PlayStation, PSP, N64, Dreamcast, a little touch and go. But as far as like Game Boy, NES, uh, Game Boy Advanced, uh, Nintendo DS, Super Nintendo, it's all there. And it's amazing. I mean, you mentioned if it did Dreamcast, that's insane. That's a lot of power in your hands to like... On what yeah. I've seen, but I don't think you'd ever, ever need that. Um, so just in your Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis kind of world, mm-hmm. that's that's thousands upon thousands of memories and games <laughs> that you can spend hours and hours playing and introduce your kids to, too. So yeah, that's, That is one of the parts that really entices me. So I don't intend to give it to them anytime soon. No, it's yours. Because <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> I'm very I'm infatuated with it. But... Yeah. The thought that I could pick, like, I, I recall, for instance, that um, my two sons got incredibly into Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, and they absolutely adored it. They started to really tear through it. 
right? Loved it, loved the title. And the thought that, you know, there's probably a series of these awesome old titles that I could introduce them to and just have a copy of it. And I mean, yes. one of the, the honest truths is, I mean, I have uh, the Nintendo DS, one, or the, sorry, the Nintendo uh, SP. SP, yes. Like the folding one. The one you love, yep, clamshell. The, great, the greatest hardware ever made. Yeah. The, <laughs> but yeah. if I wanted to get a game for it, we are talking like 20 to $200 That's based insane. on the title, right? Especially, yeah. like, let's say you want to get, uh, I don't know, Pokemon Emerald or Sapphire or something like that, or $200, guarantee it. Like, online, like, what is somebody to do? And then you want to, for instance, maybe play, okay, Nintendo, let me sign up to your subscription service. And clearly, you probably have one of these emulated. No, they yeah. don't. They have like, what, 20 titles available currently on their yes. subscription service? Dozens. Literally dozens. <laughs> <laughs> From their thousands, they have dozens. Yeah. So you're kind of left in the slurch. Like, what? I want I want to play some of these games. This will be a wonderful on-the-go mobile experience. I want my kids to experience some of these games. I think this would be a great opportunity, a great travel system for them to have. Kind of simple, basic, and quite portable, quite easy. Yeah. Uh, how would I get them any of those old kind of consoles, all those games? You can't. So you're kind of pushed at these gray areas. Right. And, and then it ends up being so amazing. It's like, like I'm... <laughs> Do you have reservations or worries about this type of gray area stuff around no. ROMs and... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. finish my question. Uh, no. Like if... I I think if Nintendo had a service that would put all these out, like you said, people would pay to live those memories again. because mm-hmm. And it's easy. They don't have to screw around with remembering a model name of some... Like, like an item number, trying to get an emulator in and then hunt for, you know, the games that they want and not spend, you know, not try to win the lottery and actually get the physical cartridges in hand. So mm-hmm. I am on the, it's cool if it's old enough. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if it's more of a recent game, absolutely not. I think you should be paying because it's readily available, especially with the digital, you know, yeah. side of things now. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these games too, they've shut down their e-shops and stuff. Right, so you can't even tell Nintendo, "Hey, I want this," mm-hmm. or even you know, Sega now just pure software company. Just I want, I want to experience this again. So I am for legalish emulation, <laughs> if it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like again, like game you. preservation. Yeah, I think that's part of it, right? So yeah. and I think there's always going to be people buying the physical markets. I don't think it'll ever bring down those prices. People do want the physical cartridges as like a collector's item, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's still that market there that won't be impacted by they. Well, then they haven't been right by emulators and ROMs out there. Okay. So good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, given that that's the case, what what's interesting uh, dynamic between the two of us is I adore my old Nintendo systems. Like I always had great time playing it up. I I feel like maybe you disagree, but I feel like you have a tighter connection to some old titles okay yeah i love my super nintendo so super nintendo was me like that was <laughs> i i got even the mini classic when it came out wow. i i love that i just love the idea of having that little system in my household again mm-hmm. so you should be playing a lot of great games and on screen there was aladdin don't play mm-hmm. that one <laughs> 
But. Let's not start there. So that Absolutely. okay, that that drives me right into my question. So, at you being the great connoisseur and lover, and had, having a greater connection to SNES games, right? Real talk, I have barely played, especially beaten, uh, many SNES games to the that point is... that any game you recommend next, I probably haven't beaten yet. So, right. what would you say would be? Like list off some games that I absolutely absolutely should play from Game Boy or um, SNES. So SNES, you should definitely play Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III here. Okay, never beat them. Okay. okay. Final <laughs> Fantasy IV, which is Final Fantasy II here. Okay, so so far it's just anything Final Fantasy. So anything those. <laughs> Super Metroid, because I know you love it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda, Link's Awakening, I'm sure you've played that one. No. Never beat it. I got never all the way to it. the end. Got, I got stuck. Okay. I got real far and then I just got completely stuck. Well, now you can beat it. You're like almost 40. You can totally beat This is bucket list stuff. <laughs> so like, you're going to beat that. It almost feels like right? 40 is more of a hindrance than it is a benefit <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> you're like, it's like, I don't know if you're going to handle this. You're 40 right. now. There's a lot of flashing lights on screen. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I loved F-Zero, Super Poncho. Um, NBA Jam is awesome just as a sports title. Mm-hmm. Mega Man X is one of the all-time favorites. Me, again, a hard game, but I love mm. playing that one. There's just so many others in that genre. Game Boy, though? Game Boy, you definitely need... Uh, there's one Zelda there. I forget the name of it, but they recently Link, redid it. That was Link's, Link's, Awakening. Uh, Link's Awakening. That was that one, sorry. Okay. Um, Metroid on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Final Fantasy's on there. And the Marios are hilarious. And Wario, the Wario one, um, I think it's Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins is the one that you should play. But there's a Wario one that is fantastic. I remember Hmm. playing that forever. And there's a Donkey Kong um, puzzle type game that is great for kids because it's kind of like each screen is a level. And then if you die or whatever, you just start on that that screen. But what I wanted to say is a lot Hmm. of these older games are kind of tough. So I know your kids were going through Donkey Kong Country, which can get like super difficult on some of those levels. So does this thing have like a save state kind of thing or like rewind or like Game Genie cheats? Because that could be a bonus too, right? So you could finally beat those games. (laughs) So first we get into that. So I did, I did, now I knew just from knowing you after so many podcast episodes. Right. You were going to say Metroid. So like I, I have already been playing it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's probably hard. I started. <laughs> Let's see if I can like uh, load this thing up and play the music. Oh, the music. I love the music. I still play that soundtrack, too. God, the menu music. Yes. You're in Brinstar. What? You know that? I know. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Absolutely. Uh... So for the video, I'm like showing it up. I'm just at a save point there. Yeah. The so what's interesting in me starting is that uh, it has persistent save points, no matter how many times you turn it on, turn it off. Whenever when you leave the game, it takes a snapshot, and All as right. soon as you come back, bam, you're right there. Nice. Yes. It um, if you want to take a snapshot and then proceed, you can do so, and then continue to play the game like oh no i messed up you can go back to that save your own save point so generally it just gives you a shade point at any t- or save point anytime you like that so that's really great it allows perfect. it does allow you to do cheats it allows you to change like the renderer so if there's like a different version or change kind of change the uh, screen resolutions the uh so between the save states i think a few of them even have a speed so for um the final fantasy games i believe you can actually increase 
the game speed. Oh, so if amazing. you want to run around and get through battles a little bit quicker while you're leveling up. Perfect. These are all like things that are sold to you later on like the definitive versions. And yeah. This is just an option in the emulator. It just like, hey, exists. Let's go. But as far as like dad quality time, like that is one of the greatest arguments for it. Like you want to visit some of these old titles. You don't have young man time to be grinding out some of these games. So just the fact that you can save it at any point, you can yeah. save multiple times in case you're going to mess up. You can do cheats if you want to. Hello, in, hello, infinite uh, inventory or yeah. <laughs> COD mode. <laughs> but but what a great way to like uh, enable you, besides the fact that you can have every single game that ever existed in your hand and then have the capability to jump in and out, speed it up, like apply cheats. Yes. Hard to argue with it. I mean, you kind of sold me on it and that could be on my Christmas list now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it does, does take two or three weeks to arrive. So hey, better, better, better ask very quickly. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So per per expected, the list of Final Fantasy as well as Metroid and some Link in there slash Zelda. Uh, Gaming Dads, if you have recommendations that I should be looking at, games I probably missed or at least didn't finish from the Game Boy, Nintendo, Sega Genesis generations, reach out to us at New Dad Gaming or our website, NewDadGaming.com. Now, I've introduced a handheld here. Yes. which is a newer one playing older games, you have a similar situation with what could almost be called a retro console becoming a new console yeah. in your household. Yeah, so if anyone is a parent in our audience, I you should hope know, so, given the, na- <laughs> given the name of the show, but okay. <laughs> you know, or becoming a parent, right? You know, or you will know, that there is a trick you can pull on young kids. And the trick is... <laughs> <laughs> is you can hide their toys they don't play with, keep them in the closet for something for like, I don't know, a couple months, or even a couple weeks, but then bring them back out and your kids think them they're brand new and mm-hmm. they will look at it as something that you just got and they'll have a hilarious, fun, new time with it. So I did that with <laughs> the our kids' 3DSs. So in the summer, if anyone listened to those episodes a few episodes back, there was some time with um, we were having trouble with screen time and the amount of screen time our kids were having and it was kind of getting frustrating for them to quit and they didn't have the tools to stop themselves so we kind of um, came to an agreement and the devices had to go away for a bit until they kind of got used to it so now we've kind of come back to them and my eight-year-old has looked at this 3d 3ds as like this new brand new thing he's glued to it (laughs) <laughs> and it's like the best thing ever and he's just infatuated with it and it's mm. it's way off like anything that else that he's played before it was just something that he now adores and he takes with him everywhere it's hilarious it's just Amazing. something that was just sitting there he didn't really play with it before it was just it kind of came back and it was brand new to him so That's- so it's usually a, a trick reserved for toddlers yeah <laughs> yeah I'll hide this ball for a month and I'll bring it back and like, hooray, it's a new yeah. toy. But it seems like it worked for your <laughs> eight-year-olds, possibly 11-year-olds. So it, it still works and they play all their old games that they never, it's like those, like you had, you know, the dad conversation where you're like, oh, you have so many games and they'll mm-hmm. say, I have nothing to play with. And I know us as gamers, we do the same. Yeah. Like, I have nothing to play with. I'll just buy this other game, but my backlog is crazy. Um, 
it's the, kind of one of those conversations and they pick up all these old games and they're like man there's a lot here that <laughs> i have so many games i didn't play with before or haven't beaten so my son is running through some games um one of the pokemon games he never beat and now he's collected everything and beat it so it's like refreshed hmm. that's awesome. absence makes the heart grow fonder <laughs> <laughs> that's right no yeah so I guess that is to say they're not asking, have you found that they're asking for new titles? Like, hey, this console is fantastic. I'd like you to buy me a new game. Or is it very much just, I have so many. This is fantastic. Thank you, Dad. You're wonderful. Uh, Yeah. Thank there you, Dad. You You're wonderful. I like that. They didn't say that, but yes. <laughs> I like meant to think, it, that they think about it. But no, they're not asking for anything new. They're just looking at their old catalogs, their old, um, what was sitting on the menu. Because on the 3DS, all those games are sitting there. And some of them, uh, if you didn't open them yet, they're like little presents. Aww. So they're going through all those ones, and it's just f- fun for them to revisit all that without asking for new things. And in fact, like even this holiday season, they're not asking for any new new video games. There you go. They're they're good with what they have. So that is a first. <laughs> God, that would have been such an old school dad move. Is just to take their those exact same 3ds's and wrap them oh, in Christmas right? present and put it under the tree. There's the whole time. new set. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you get access to the game, the system you previously had. Yes, yeah. There you go. I mean, I could still do it. I'll put a sticker well, on there or something, make it different. Especially after they've already been playing it. Like, yeah. Just additional insult to injury. <laughs> yeah. No, it's hey. very, it's a, I don't know, it was very surprising. So it's good to see. That's how gaming dads survive. That's yep. awesome. That's a, that's a great story. I'm glad to know that they've come back around and it's found some new life yep. for you and the family. All right. So on that happy note, we will wrap it up for the week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been New Dad Gaming. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at New Dad Gaming or our website, NewDadGaming.com. Did you, have you had a similar experience with an old system coming back and your kids just lapping it up and thinking you're the best? Do you have those recommendations for me for old retro Nintendo or Sega games that I should be looking into that I probably never beat or tried Mm-hmm. Do you have a Halo Info group, Halo Infinite group that needs to be brought down a few pegs? <laughs> Do you have too many kills with Halo yeah, Infinite right. and you want some more deaths on your team? Maybe Is there you can an invite achievement me. that you need to get? <laughs> Maybe you want to invite a, a fellow gaming dad. Either way, we love to hear you so much interacting with the listeners of the show represent one of the best parts of it. So really hope to hear from you. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can find us on all the podcasting networks, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, any of the podcasting ones, just search for New Dad Gaming. A subscription really helps out the show, especially a rating and a comment as we find as many gaming dads as possible. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. My name is Trevor, and I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And I'm Jeff. I have an 11-year-old, an eight-year-old, and two new 3DSs that are <laughs> back in the fold. So. And I and I have every game. That's right. I did it. Yes, my collection's complete. <laughs> uh, just remember that, just because you became a dad, doesn't mean it's game over. <laughs>